Welcome to Film Grain, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. This week, we are doing our Oscar predictions. That's right, this morning, the 2021 Oscar nominations were announced, and we're doing our predictions. My name is Erica Berlin, the Executive Director of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania, and I will be your guide through these nominations. And John and Mike, they will be your predictors. So what's your prediction? Prediction. <laughs> Who are you? Make yourself known. I'm Mr. T from Rocky Rock Three. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Let's get us let's get right here. Jordan did not appreciate that uh imitation. Oh, it's good invitation. You saw that uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan's going to direct the third one, by the way. Yeah, he's following in Sly's footsteps. I like it. I, I like it. I I'm, exci it I'm, 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 I'm excited for this. We're getting way off track already. I don't like, even know who this that is. This is going great. This is good. I, let's just talk about Rocky and Creed. <laughs> I liked Creed, the first one. The second like, one was a little disappointing. I like them both. Michael B. Jordan? Michael oh, B. Jordan. Yes. Welcome yes, to the conversation. Thank you. Who are you? Really? I'm John Lyons, filmmaker, teaching artist, director of programming. That's Who good. are that was, you other job. than my husband? I am, I am your uh, achievement in superlative productionary film work, Mike Berlin. Wow. Ooh. You mean you can that blame me or thank me for that? It was something. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you mean you. mine or your as in this podcast, your parents, Denison just, University? Just, well, let's throw a shout out to Denison. Okay, go. great. Yeah, why not? All right. Why not? Open for interpretation. Some mystery. At least that, that is true. I didn't intend that, but. We're on IMDb, and IMDb is going to guide us from the bottom of the page. Don't say right that. Then the it sounds like we don't know what we're talking about. We have these memorized. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've got flashcards and everything. Yeah, I have notes. I have a chalkboard here behind me. <laughs> Dots, yeah. All right, well, we're going to read John's chalkboard from his mysterious office. I, I have to um, say, it looks more like a vision board. A vision board. We're going to make dreams come true, okay? This year 2021 we're making dreams come true. This is the No, year. we're we're this is the year we're very excited. We're starting with best international feature film. I already know my my favorite, but we're going to start with Mike. Tell us what your prediction is. Well, first of all, let's go through the nominees, okay? Another round which is Danish. Just keep, Correct. just keep going. Keep going. All right. Just, just keep going. Uh, we've got just another going, round. We've got collective. The man who sold his skin, Quovadis Aida, and Better Days. So I have not. I'm, I'm super excited. I think we're gonna watch. We're renting another round this week. Uh, and I'm actually really curious to be to see the man who sold his skin. Obviously, uh, haven't watched it yet. Uh, but what I normally do is I kind of. This is. I know this isn't super supportive, but I normally wait. For when they announce it, and then I binge all the, all the. What Mike is saying is he has not watched any of the best international feature films. I have not. I have not. But my prediction is another round. Bang. I'm with you on that. Okay, I have seen another round, and I have seen Collective. Um, another round is by Thomas Vinterberg, which is a filmmaker that I love uh, very much. Stars Mads Mikkelsen, which is a actor that Ooh I love so much. I thought this this film was great, but I will say, collective, I just watched, and it is a gut punch. And something that needs to be noted: collective is a documentary, so just like Honeyland before. It has been nominated in two different categories, which I think speaks to the quality of the film. Collective will be coming out on Hulu in just a couple weeks. I highly recommend it. It is a great look at journalism and corruption in the healthcare system in Romania to the 10th degree. It is like jaw-dropping. 
either of those win, I'm super happy. I haven't seen the others. I saw the trailer for Collective. I cannot wait to see it as well. Um, another round is my current uh, leader, just because the premise looks incredible. It's a Danish film, including Mads Mikkelsen, which Mike uh, would like to remake as an American film called Drinking Buddies. But it's about a group of friends who decide they hear some sort of uh, statistic that says if you keep your blood alcohol level at a certain point, something that it's healthy for you. And your some performance, way. you reach a performance peak by yes. by drinking to a certain level. And they are all midlife crisising and uh, they they try it out. It also has the best dance scene of the year. And I believe that uh, Mads Mikkelsen is a dancer by training. For sure. There's yeah. some fun stuff in the on the interwebs. Yeah, if on you the, look at if you, if you look for Mads Mikkelsen. I think dancer. I've seen this. Yeah. I think I've seen this. He does have very graceful legs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very graceful legs. I just watched oh. uh, Casino Royale last night. Oh. I didn't notice that. He you don't get to see his leg work too much when he's swinging that rope. Hitting Daniel Craig in the, in the you know what's the Nards, yeah, and the double O's. <laughs> Not a lot of leg work. I guess there there is some leg work in in that. Well, it's really the core strength, John. That's true. When you're when you're going into it like that, so. The interesting thing is, you know, when you have a bad guy, and that's what they think of. They've done some. They've done some weird shit. <laughs> They've done some weird shit and some weird shit's been done to them, you know, that's <laughs> to come up with that one. Mm -hmm. That speaks about his, there's history there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next up on the list, best live action short film. That's a pass. Pass. All right. Hard pass. Best animated short film. My apologies. Although I hear that genius Losi is fantastic it actually played at the fantasia film festival which on earth was also best animated feature i've been meaning to watch wolf walkers uh listen up like a ton of everybody is like everybody's seen this movie at this point uh, except for john lyons and uh it's beautiful it's it's I, it's not a kid's film i mean that's what's so i agree it's it's deep and it, it's it it's sort of Part of my French just sort of fucks you up at the end of it. It's like, oh man, that's like Pixar is the master at those type of films right now. Did not see the whole thing. Sleep, I came in sleep time. No, I came into it. I don't know with twenty five percent left. I walked in on Mike watching it. I said that to Mike, like this is a kids movie. Hmm. It was so like meta. I couldn't believe it. Like, wow. I just, I was blown away that it was for kids. And it is not for kids. It just happens to be, it just has to be, a, it just happens to be a CG movie. Because it was, it needed to, be, you couldn't do it with actors. Because it was about going to space and going up into the brain and up into the metaphysical world. Dang, wow. I'm kind of interested now. Oh, it, yeah, it, it was. It is, yes. Yeah, this is, again, this is the thing that people say now is like, you know, animated, there's still the association, of kids, but like so much of the animation now is just so working on it's just different levels. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. It's excellent. One fun little tidbit is it has Richard Aote's voice. Not sure I know who that is. He's oh. the he's in the IT crowd. He's in the it's, IT crowd. Oh, Peyote. He said his name's Peyote. Peyote. <laughs> you go on a vision quest, you'll see it. <laughs> That's right. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Best documentary feature. All right. It, this I, one, I've I seen mean, all but one. What have you guys seen? I've seen time. And I, that's it. That's it so far. Erica, have you seen any? I haven't, but so many people have told me my octopus teacher. That's the only one I haven't seen. Really? Yeah. I think that one, because it's on Netflix, Netflix. and it just, it, Netflix just is serving it up to so many people right now. Yeah. Uh, my sister told me all about it. Cool. Crip Camp is also on Netflix. It's really good. 
the mole agent is funny and really cute it's on hulu time of course is on amazon prime i thought time was powerful exceptional but, but again for me personally collective you're thinking well it's going to be hard to argue against that prediction seeing as it's like nominated for best foreign film too but sometimes the academy will tip their hat a little bit and this seems like if you're doing your oscar pull good money on collective yep maggots okay, and all so. all, right. all right collective is your is your bet yeah all right that's my prediction okay what's your, what's your prediction B. no i'm not doing that again go ahead michael so collective is your okay yeah all right visual effects okay got a, a comment a comment here on visual effects mike what do you what Which do you I... think about the uh the visual effects uh nominees this time around mm -hmm. uh-huh well love and monsters tenant the one and only ivan Mulan, the midnight sky now maybe this is how about this in fairness this might be one of the categories that suffered greatly because of the pandemic this year good call. because a lot of that, that, that's a, a let's be so tenant would probably be nominated anyway is my guess there are a few moments or a few visual things in tenant that are just like oh just like you would expect from christopher nolan films this is a weak ass category for visual effects yeah. one that over the past couple of years has certainly the all the nominees have been very merited and uh, deserving this year is just like oh that's what we got okay yeah, yeah, visual effects is like usually all the, you know, the big box office champs. So to your point, yeah. Mike, um, they're, yeah, they're missing. <laughs> they're missing. <laughs> they're missing. And I feel like I, I've seen, I've seen a few of these and stuff like that. The Midnight Sky, it's certainly a nice Yeah, it was movie. nice, nice film. I, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the movie, but it's a nice film. But. Visual effects. Mm. Mm. You know. CG snow, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's no. It's seen, no, uh, <laughs> seen that before. Uh, unless Mulan, maybe Mulan's got Mulan. going on. It's a lot of CGI armies clashing into. Okay. All, right. All right. Well, since Christopher Nolan didn't get what he wanted this year, do you think they're going to throw him a bone? Not necessarily. All right. Uh, no. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, best achievement. Music written for motion pictures. Eurovision. Song contest. The story of Fire Saga. One Night in Miami. The Trial of the Chicago 7. Judas and the Black Messiah. The Life Ahead. What do you think about this one, Erica? Um, well, I really love Leslie Odom Jr., so I'm going to go with One Night in Miami. Uh, okay, real quick, shout out. I actually love the movie Eurovision. It's silly, it's stupid, it's totally forgettable, but it's you love it fun. or or it was it, I love well it you needed to do I love it. it because I love it because they sh they shot it in Husevik, which uh, I have yeah. a, a I have a the Berlins have a love relationship with Husevik. I thought I like literally laughed out loud when then they said eurovision but you know that's fine there's just there's sure some creative songs in there i think it feels like a weak category again to be honest yeah it's I rather weak i'm not sure who's who's gonna win i haven't seen the life ahead that's the only one i haven't seen so the sophia loren one so that'll probably be the one that wins right well that won the golden globe so oh, well there you go Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures. And the nominees are? De Five Bloods, Minari, Soul, Mank, News of the World. Real quick, big shout out. Local man, Trent Reznor, born in Newcastle, raised in Mercer. Two score nominations. Local boy yeah. does good. Look at that. I know. Amazing. Amazing. And probably one of the best soundtracks of... I don't know, the past, I guess it's over a decade now, the social network. I can, oh, sure. I used to listen at work. I would put that on and just have it as like, you know, background noise, background sound, you know? Yeah. The only one of these I am not familiar with is Minari at this point. Uh, but 
I love both. Uh, actually, this is a very good category, a uh, very strong one. Uh, I do think it's going to go Trent Reznor. Uh, I personally love the Mank soundtrack, but it probably deserves to go to Soul. He might cancel himself out the, if they're both solid. I hope the game one else is getting the votes. Both of those are, that's probably one and two in almost everybody's soundtrack of the year. Achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Um, I'm just going to go first here and say Hillbilly Elegy had some pretty serious uh, <laughs> makeup for Glenn Close and Amy Adams. Um, that was that was some pretty uh, pretty good makeup and hairstyling going on there. For some reason, I feel like it's going to be Ma Rainey. Yeah, it's tough to say. Usually, they'll go with like Emma in these kind of categories. But, I think it does. Uh, I think it deserves to go Ma Rainey. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, it's all about uh, the transformation that they do with Viola Davis and yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's super impressive. Yeah. There's nothing like, you know, she's not pristine at all. She's like a sweaty singer. And that is incredible to see. So, yeah, yeah I know exactly what running, you mean. The eye makeup running. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they do a great job. It's kind of like me by the end of the day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like any woman who's got like makeup in the morning and or makeup at the beginning of the night. And by, you know, 3 a.m., she's just hot and sweaty. She's been under the lights and doing whatever she's been doing. That's good. Yeah, that's a good guess. Best sound. Greyhound. News of the world. Sound of metal. Mank. Soul. I really hope it's Sound of Metal. I who who else could it be? Yeah, it, it's nobody else. It's Sound of Metal. Could yeah. also be Tom Hanks on a boat, or Tom, Tom Hanks delivering the mail, will, or whatever the well, other. Well, I was. I don't know if you've seen Greyhound. It, the, I have. Uh, the sound in Greyhound does sort of. It jump is out good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish uh, I could that, have seen it in a theater, but you know. Yeah, but um, I I I don't know if it's anybody else besides Sound of Metal. Here's here's one where I think Mank can't win. I don't think it deserves to win. I, yeah. I think it. I think it has to again. And if it's not Sound of Metal, Gray, I would say Sound of Metal, Greyhound, and then Soul is also very deserving. Again, all right. You, you should really see it, John. You'd love it. You'll love it. Best achievement: costume design. Here we have Emma with a period at the end of Emma. Emma period. Emma period. Mank, Pinocchio, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mulan. Again, Emma usually would for me would win this and like it really was well designed and like uh pastels and candy colors i'm gonna say again ma rainey but i don't know maybe maybe emma gets this one well i i'm guessing either emma or honestly possibly milan what about yeah. pinocchio has anybody seen pinocchio i, I have not seen pinocchio uh you know, I, I didn't have a I didn't have a huge desire to check it out. But I know the reviews have been pretty good on it. Is this, is this with Roberto Benigni or is this something else? I believe this was the Roberto Benigni one, wasn't this? Okay, <laughs> I thought that that already came out like a long time ago. No, no. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It is Roberto Benigni. It could have come out in 2020, but and Matteo Garon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, I should see this. Yeah, no, the reviews on the the reviews on it have been good, and I know they've been working on it for. A long time. Huh. Interesting director choice. He's done some dark films. Gamora. Well, Pinocchio's oh, a dark well, Pinocchio ends up in the belly of a whale, John. It's pretty dark in there. Huh. I gotta see this. His nose grows or something? What's his story? No. It's his, it's his nose that grows, not the opposite way around. Anyway. He's made uh, of wood and he ends up in a whale. It's pretty dark. Okay. That's a doc? This is in the documentary category? <laughs> That's right. It is funny that as his appendage grow, he lies, which really could be applied to <laughs> many men. <laughs> anyway, we are moving and on. production <laughs> design. <laughs> ah, yes, moving on to production design. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, News of the World, The Father, Mank, and Tenet. I feel like Mank. Mank. It yeah. has to be Mank. The yeah. design, the the fake Xanadu that they make and everything. It's Mank all day. I, I think they win this one. You got to award the effort. 
in there. Film editing. A comment here on film editing. You got a feel for these guys. On IMDb, you know, all the films have pictures, right? (laughs) They all have pictures. (laughs) Four out of the five nominees for film editing do not have photographs of themselves on IMDb. (laughs) These poor guys. These poor guys. But we got to give a shout out, right, to Chloe Joe. Joe. Chloe Joe. Who, who director own, yeah. directed co-wrote mm-hmm. i mean that's that's your independent filmmaker there that's right so i hope she wins for that reason alone i guess that's right i hope so too i hope she doesn't win this category to be honest what do you want i want uh friedrich Turreville to win for promising young woman all right haven't seen it but you you both still have. haven't seen it, John? Oh. So for our listeners, I was going to cover this later because, you know, it got some big nominations, but I'll do it now. Um, starting on the 16th of March, which is in the past when people are listening to this, they will now be able to rent it for a more affordable price. Oh, good. Probably like five bucks or something. So okay. that's, that's, rent more it. Re- that's more reasonable. Reasonable. That's reasonable. Yeah. Moving on. To cinematography, something I think you both care much more about. (laughs) Judas and the Black Messiah, News of the World, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Mank, and Nomadland. Yeah, where do you stand, Mank? Mank. Yeah, I mean, it's great. For some reason, like, do you all remember the cinematography of The Trial of the Chicago 7? For some reason, when I think of that movie, I'm not thinking cinematography. That is not what I think of with trial. That's not to say it's not a well shot film. Uh, I think it's deserving. I actually don't think it's deserving of the cinematography nomination. I think it is of the editing. I thought it was actually pretty well edited. Uh, Yeah. You know, I have thoughts about Nomadland. And I know you got Judas feels of the time. I feel like the the cinematography is really good there. Haven't seen News of the World, but great cinematographer. Great cinematographer. Yeah. I think it's going to be what between either the um, the indie, you know, uh, existing lighting feel of Nomadland or the over-processed above and beyond throwback of Mank, throwback in a different way, like the texture and the grittiness of like Judas and the Black Messiah. I, I thought Judas and the Black Messiah is a wonderfully, like the, you're right. And the way that they shot it, uh, particularly with the um, sort of a little bit of a tip of the cap to the, some of the black exploitation films, which I've been watching recently on Criterion. It's, it really does actually harken a lot back to that, but I think that's a little bit more nuanced and the Academy tends to sort of pick up. I have a feeling if I'm going prediction, I think it's going to be the undeserving Joshua James Richards. I would have not nominated this this movie in this category. I think he has turned in some amazing work in three films now in a row, so I would be happy if her DP he's, wins. He's a wonderful DP. I just my feeling on the cinematography in this film is that it is it is an excellently shot film, but it is not one that you could necessarily turn the volume off and know what the story is that's being told, which is sometimes a nice uh, distinction that I think gets, needs to be made for cinematography. It is, it is excellent camera work. He is essentially documenting, but I don't know, think he is totally deserving of the award. Erica, tiebreaker? Oh, I think he's winning. Oh, okay. I think he's winning. I think it, I just, I'm just saying it should go to the, it should go to Mank. I think go it's to gonna go to Mank. You do. Erica, what do you think? I'm going to have to say Mank as well. Sorry. I think we're all in agreement on this. No sorries. No sorries. I'm saying I think it's going to go to Nomadland. I think, I think, uh, but I just think Mank deserves to win. Well, I'm saying Mank. I think it looks great. Before we even, before I even say the category, I know who I'm picking, but adapted screenplay, Borat subsequent movie film, Nomadland, The it's Father. Not the full title. One Night in Miami and The White Tiger. I think I know what Mike might say too. What is going to win is going to be Nomadland. What I think maybe should win is White Tiger. Me too. Yeah, I like I like White Tiger in this one too. I would say maybe um, One Night in Miami as well. I think that nominating Borat is 
like I don't know. Is this the Golden Globes? Right. What is what is this? I know. Give me a a break. Yeah, I'm just adapted from what? Yeah. Well, it is a character from before. I I, I get it. I I don't understand why it's nominated in this category. You mean adapted from what? From a previous movie? What is it adapted from? A show. Aren't there movies that are adapted from shows? There are. It, It does. I don't think the. I don't think. That's one of those one that's when I saw that that's I was like that's a bit of a head scratcher, <laughs> and I like I by the way am the one person on this panel that actually <laughs> likes this movie. <laughs> I don't understand why I don't nominated. like this movie. I don't I, like this at movie. all. Movie I like is the biggest disappointment of twenty twenty. Oh, but was anybody no, that no like did anybody have really high hopes about this movie? Well, it's it's now a, a double Oscar nominee, but. Did anyone think it was going to become an Oscar nominee? Were people thinking that anyway? I think people well, were good. hoping it was going to be funny, and unfortunately, it, it dropped the ball. But it's really, Oscar it's worthy, it's really award worthy. I thought comedy wasn't necessarily the Oscar bag. Oh, this was like, a comedy. Oh, that's that's what it was. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Oh man. Oh man. Um, so the scene at the white supremacist rally was like the thing that people said, oh, that was so brave and that's going to make it Oscar worthy. I don't think he was doing it for award attention. Like, so it's hard to criticize the film for that, for what's being bestowed on it in defense to it. Also, it is funny. Come on, guys. More people should see the white tiger. More people should, more people should see the white tiger. More people should learn about the caste system in India than need to learn about, Giuliani yeah we've heard that before and apparently more people need to see One Night in Miami yes it's it's excellent anyway okay moving on gentlemen best original screenplay Judas and the Black Messiah Promising Young Woman The Trial of Chicago 7 Minari Sound of Metal for me this one's really tough I haven't seen Promising Young Woman, but I imagine that I probably it's kind of geared to I I will like it, but I love all of the other ones, um, and I think they all have really great scripts. It's not my favorite of this category, but if I'm just basing it off of merit, I'm going Judas and the Black Messiah. It's probably the best script. It it is. I think there's moments that are incredibly uh, just some of the dialogue. And uh, so the character relationships within the story. It's, I, I think the script is deserving of attention. I haven't seen Minari yet, though, either. And Erica? shout out to Pro- shout out to Promising Young Woman. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's my um, gender that is a bias here. Promising Young Woman is my number one. I can't really give a fair shake because I haven't seen everything all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> on in this category um to me i i want to give everything a fair shake though um i feel like aaron sorkin has had his awards mm-hmm. um so i think he's, I think he's gonna win yeah me too <laughs> he's probably i wish someone else would i did and this is not the one that i would i would have probably nominated him or award him for Erica, yeah. this is the the director of Promising Young Woman too, right? Isn't this the director? Emerald Fennel? Yes, and mm-hmm. I just learned today that she plays Camilla Parker Bowles on The Crown. Oh, okay. Did I'm, you know that? I'm on that season. Yeah. Season three. Okay. Yeah. This is the yeah. Emerald oh. Fennel is the woman who plays Camilla, oh, and I looked her up. And she looks nothing like Camilla. It's the hair that does it. Uh Um, She's actually a lovely woman uh, because (laughs) all I could her was like this weird. Hey, Charles liked her. But Charles, well, the actress is much more attractive than Camilla in real life. Anyway, I got to give it to Emerald. She's my gal. Achievement in directing. Yes, here we are. Just, yeah, make this makes all makes me very happy. Um, Chloe, Zhao, Emerald, yeah. Fennel, Thomas Vinterberg, David Fincher, and Lee Isaac Chung. 
for Minari. Yeah, Lee Isaac Chung, uh, Minari is like a very personal story um, for him. So love seeing work like that getting nominated. I don't, there's nothing, there's nothing to, to hate in this category. Chloe Zhao is going to win though, I think. Which is fantastic. But how about two women being nominated for directing? All right. Yeah. Good, good job, Excellent. Hollywood progress. Yeah. Yeah. How about this, John? So she's going to win. Who would you who would you give it to out of this group? I mean, really, like she's she's the indie up and comer. So I I give it to her again. I haven't seen Promising Young Woman, but maybe I would I would go that way. I mean, Vinterberg. I'm not sure. Has he won in his career? I'm not sure if he has. He's been nominated probably for um, the Hunt, right? Hunt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know great this fincher guy i guess he's all right at some point <laughs> it would be nice to see him win at some point it uh, would be yeah it's, it's he's i'm sort of getting concerned that fincher is going to be one of these people who's you know storied and doesn't eventually never takes it home it's like so i'm actually and it's i would probably give it to fincher just because of that reason mm-hmm. uh she's going to win and she's deserving uh but I would say, oddly enough, the person who I think deserves it for this year is Emerald. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I look at it because I I don't want to be cruel to. I don't think you have to direct Francis McDormand. That I think that I different. don't know. She wasn't originally playing the role. It was kind of like a last minute change. You ha- you're dealing with a lot of untrained actors i think i think it's it's true it's a heavy lift that's not appreciated as much because the film feels very like like erica said in her review of it you know you just you just kind of watch it and you just kind of are experiencing it and it gives you kind of that feeling of simplicity but to pull something like that off and have it be good takes some skill all around that's true that's fair that's for you. And I, I think it's very much probably a film of like, that's her DNA a little bit. For sure. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't not, know how you, I don't know how you get non-actors to make it seem like they're not acting. Patience, they, probably a lot of patience. patience. I mean, and, you know what, Mike Fincher's probably going to, it'll be like the Scorsese thing where he ends up, winning when it's like maybe a lesser film or something (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah 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 Yeah. i i I do think if he won for mank nobody should be mank is an excellent excellent achievement yeah absolutely now how this is a question for you john lee isaac chung has he made many other films or is this um i think this is the first one of his that i had seen personally yeah. mm-hmm. um you know small indies um yeah i think it would be neat to see where where he ends up yeah this was i can't wait to see minari and that's great sometimes yeah, when i see films like that you know after i see it, it'll probably even cement this further i can't help but watching movies like that and think like those are movies that can be done with smaller budgets and they could be made in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And you just I'll need acting PA. script, that authenticity, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, similar to Nomadland kind of in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Actress in a supporting role, Amanda Seyfried, Maria Bakalova, Yuan Yu Zhang, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman. Thoughts? Have you seen The Father yet? Here's here's a big, I'm going to have a little tangent uh, complaint here. Sony Pictures Classics sucks. Uh, they do not show their films to anyone. Um, they still live in the old world of got to open in New York, in L.A., and nowhere else for a long time and we've been a pandemic and no one has seen the father which makes all of these nominations like extremely annoying you can't rent this movie you can't see this movie anywhere 
I'm, they I'm need super to get their eager. Head out of their ass. I'm super, I'm, and I'm super eager to see it too. Yeah, it's, obviously um, everybody's going to want to see it. What kind of business plan is that? Antiquated. Yeah. <laughs> John, your predictions. <laughs> Pain. Pain. Uh, you know, this is the one that I will give um, Borat to, I guess, for being nominated. Although I'm not. I, I think she deserved it. I think she deserved it. Um, I, I, I'm not going to try and pronounce her name, but the uh, grandmother from Minari uh, was really great. Um, I haven't seen Hillbilly elegy elegy i read the book but um yeah i don't know why yeah. i haven't watched it and uh, i don't know i watched it i watched it was it yeah was it good i it's I'm, kind of, i think it's kind of insulting really yeah i heard it's like kind of bland or something i don't know well bland is probably the word but bland is probably the right word to describe that scene if that makes sense i mean it looks like it could be trump's america it could be any america i mean um alcoholic mom you know alcoholic mom's america AMAs. I mean, or, or addict mom. Addict. You no, know, it's an, I'm sorry. It's an addict mom and, you know, a son who gets away from it. I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, if you read the book, John, you know what it is. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a, you know, it's a story that you've heard a million times. Glenn Close has been nominated for an Academy Award eight times. She has not won. So you think maybe, it's, maybe it's her time. It's not the strongest category. And this might be a time for where they can sort of check a box that needed to be checked. It does. It kind of, it kind of feels like that, right? Like a career award. Career, you've been great. Not I, your best performance. She's good. She's probably the best thing about the movie. Like Fincher when he does um, Black Panther 3 in like 15 years and they're like, okay, let's give him his career award. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Glenn Close, they put her in a fat suit and like an enormous t-shirt and the big grandma glasses and they give her a bunch of cigarettes and she kind of is like the, you know, the boy's cheerleader mean way and i don't know yeah. she's done a bunch of those roles where she transforms herself right i mean yeah yes played, hasn't she played like a man before and like, hops yeah what was that movie's hobson's choice or something like that i'll i'll pick i'll pick glenn close if she loses to borat then i feel like that's offensive <laughs> you know what i don't think that borat that Maria Bakalova necessarily deserves an Oscar because she, you know, splays her legs on the floor with a bloody pad on. So funny. I, I don't know that if scene that was great. That scene yeah, was great. That I don't know if that earns you an Oscar. <laughs> it's so that scene it was that scene kills me every time. Oh my god, that is yeah, it was so a funny. good. There were some good sketches. I don't know. I yeah. think right, men right. find that scene hilarious. I don't think any woman sits there and is like, "That's so." Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably ter terrifying. Yeah. Women are like, "Oh my god!" Women don't don't find that scene hilarious the way that men do. Well, it's still funny. <laughs> I don't it know it works for half of the population. It works for half of the population, so it's still funny. <clears throat> Moving on. Moving on. So wait, who's who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? I think I'm going advantage. for Glenn. I think okay. it's Glenn Close. I, I don't because, know. If like you... you said, no one has seen the father. Um, well, maybe the Academy has on their you know screener Screeners, copies. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that's the My... only way. They're the only I... ones. I do feel like you're right, John. If like this is a movie that makes a circulation, Olivia Col uh, Olivia Colmore, I she, I have a feeling she probably picks up momentum, which she might. 
by the yeah. time that the voting is due. Yeah. This next category that. made me very happy of the nominees. Yes, yes, yes. All right, actor in a supporting role, Daniel Kaluuya, Leslie Odom Jr., Sasha Baron Cohen, Lakeith Stanfield, and Paul Racy. I'm happy. I'm very happy with every every one of them here. They got this right. I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they got this right. Yeah. John, predictions. This is. I think this is a tough one. Yeah. I, I mean, I was probably for for Paul uh, from Sound of Metal until I saw Judas and the Black Messiah, and then I feel like both both of these guys are the Get Out Boys are solid. Is that a supporting? role yeah that's a good point too yeah seriously because he owns that movie <laughs> yes he does you mean daniel kaluuya yeah I, listen i don't know how you give it to anybody else but i don't i my argument is i don't know if that's a supported character true so he's probably got it right it's i think be he's his. got it in the bag he's so he's so enigmatic he's so i just like you can't when he, you know when he's on the screen, it's like you can't take your eyes off of him. I, I think it's a it's an open and shut case for him. Erica, but you agree? I love these performances. I agree. He totally transforms. He, I mean, his accent <laughs> complete. Like you don't know who he is. Mike said he goes. You know he's British. <laughs> and I'm like what? I mean, he completely transforms, and. Mike and I had this exchange and he was like, Erica, I can't believe you because when he's talking, I'm like, Mike, can we turn on the captions, please? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not it's kidding. So I'm like, yeah. The, the... He's talking so fast yeah, and he has great. such a, like his, his, his speech is so, he has such an accent, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have to turn on the captions. I don't know what he's saying sometimes. So we turn on the captions and Mike gives me this, well, geez, Erica, I can't believe you have to turn on the captions. Like that's some kind of, you know, and <laughs> I'm like, like frozen or is he frozen in, in fear at this story? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he's frozen <laughs> as if he's like frozen there looking at judging me. Oh, he moved again. <laughs> And he's frozen again. And then I, and I was just like, no, this isn't judging. It's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I just, I can't believe how he transforms so much. Yeah. But I do have to say, Paul, I mean, look at him. He's doing, you know, sign language. You know, he's, he has his own transformation. He's speaking his own language. I'm with you, John. I mean, they're both such incredible. Um, they both went through these transformations. So I'm with we, you. I think Daniel Kaluuya, um, yeah, he he owns it, Mike. Yeah, I, I don't know how else. I bet these are all five. Actually, like, it, it's the best I've ever seen Sasha Baron Cohen in Charlie's. Yeah. I, I don't love that movie, but his performance is definitely noteworthy. Um, uh, and... Leslie Odom in One Night in Miami, and, and, and those four, all four of those leads, yeah, are great, stellar, stellar. Yeah. You just want to watch great actors and great directing. By the way, Regina King, it's a tough not nom. It's tough not her not being nominated. I don't know who she bumps, but um, <laughs> what Regina King you thought would have been supporting actor? No, for director. <laughs> For director, okay. I, it's tough that I'm saying it's tough that she didn't get nominated. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, but but she's she's like on her way up. She I mean, is. That's her first film. Yeah, these are all wonderful performances. It's gonna be Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Yep, it's Daniel. All right, here we are. We're down to the last, the last three, the last three biggies. And I just want to make a comment that. It's still leading actress is third and leading actor is number two behind best picture. The men still run this town. The well, men are still ahead of the women. All right? Time out. But in the, in the telecast, if you noticed, Erica, 
a lot of times they do the women are either the second or the third behind the movie, the director, and then it's the, the best actors. Oh, they, they've been doing that for a while now. They oh, changed they change that. That is just the format on your IMDb page. So before you get on your soapbox, make sure your soapbox <laughs> is standing in the correct place. Aha. Uh-huh. And okay. as we know, the order that they award them in, in the telecast is prorated equal to their paychecks uh, compared to men. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, John. <laughs> Oh, all right. Actress in a leading role, everyone. Are we ready? Ready. Andra Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. Frances McDormand, Nomadland. Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. And Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. Who wants mm-hmm. to go first? I think this is a loaded category. These are all five of these amazing performances. Uh, I know she's not going to win, and it's sort of like the, but, and I have watched this, and you need to, uh, you need a Xanax after you watch the movie. But like pieces of a woman, <laughs> Vanessa Kirby is just she. I think she's going to be the one that when people eventually start to see this movie, there, there's going to be more talk and more discussion about her performance, but. I would like to, I'd like to see Viola Davis win. I actually think it's probably going to go either to Andre Day or uh, Carrie Mulligan. I haven't seen the United States versus Billy Holiday because it got not very good reviews, but Devonna Paisley has told me I need to watch it. So I haven't seen that one. Obviously, I haven't seen Promising Young Woman, but I really want to, and I feel like Carrie Mulligan's probably going to win. Mike, I'm a big Vanessa Kirby fan. I was so sad when they recast The Crown because I thought that she was like the best actor from that class. Um, And she's like amazing in Pieces of a Woman, even though I feel like it falls, it falls, it fails at the end. So I'm not a huge fan of the film. So I'm going to pick somebody that I haven't even seen their film. I'm going to guess Carrie Mulligan for this one. What say you, Erica? Question for you, John. You won't Vanessa be disappointed Kirby, Vanessa Kirby was in the running for Diana? Oh, no. She played, um, oh, what does she play? Margaret? Sister Margaret? Or what? what's, what's the Oh, oh what's Princess the Margaret? Yeah, Princess Helena Margaret. Bottom Carter. She plays Helen and Bar- yes. Bottom Carter's role. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's older, so Vanessa Kirby looks younger. Is she younger? Yes. Yeah, she was in seasons one and two. two. Of the oh, yeah, when Claire when Claire Foy yeah. was the queen. Yeah, I see. Okay. I thought I thought her acting in that character I thought were really well portrayed and. Got it. Anyways, okay. I think she's- um, yes, good. Um, well, my um, my guess is Carrie Mulligan. Of course, it was just. Um, she just kind of gave it uh, gave it the spark, but that underlying um, I mean, she was on a mission from begin from the beginning of the film, and you knew she wasn't going to deviate from that. Um, she just had the underlying um, energy and it, the chutzpah. chutzpah. she had the chutzpah. you have Erica. to get the you have to get the the chutzpah. yeah Erica. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, and let's see, I, I just, this is like, it's sort of funny because it's like, I think it's an excellent performance. It's not a flashy performance. No, it's not at all. Which is, I think, what the what it needs. So she's, I'm kind of rooting for her. I hope she wins. Uh, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting role. It's not, because normally it's like, it's, it's not your traditional Oscar bait, I think, mm-hmm. for this no. category. I mean, I don't know what Oscar bait actually means in this. In these days? Maybe yeah, it is what... Oscar bait for these times. Yeah, I mean, Oscar oh. bait. I really don't know what that means anymore. I mean, what would you define as Oscar bait? Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Is it Oscar bait if yes. someone just yes, it wears is. costumes? And so, okay, so Oscar bait is it scenery chewing. Chewing the scene. Wears costumes and, tra- and like, wears makeup to look different like as opposed acting. to acting yes. yeah 
yeah. Like okay. Nicole Kidman in the the a movie I like by the way, but Nicole the Kidman hours. Yeah, because she wears a nose. It's mm-hmm. like that kind of thing and then she has a couple of speeches. It's like it's that kind of thing a little bit. Okay. Uh, from the uh, actors have this all the time too. Yeah. I mean, like Gary just, Oldman and uh and oh, the Churchill film. Churchill right? movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Churchill, yeah. <laughs> and, which by the way, another movie I love. Yeah. It's total it's total Oscar bait. Yeah. Well, what about Daniel Kaluuya then? Oscar bait. Yeah, should have been it probably is. best actor. <laughs> okay. Okay. I th- they intentionally put him in that category because I think they know that he could win. There's politics behind this too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Carrie Mulligan, not Oscar bait at all. No, I don't, she's think, I don't think so. not transforming yeah. herself. She, she seems like it though herself. in the in the in the trailers. I would think it would be like a transformation but haven't seen it i gotta grab a charger i keep grab, on. A, ch- grab a charger Sorry, i'll be right back so okay i mean carrie mulligan's been bait. nominated now just twice i think she she deserves it too i mean she's been acting for yes and years and she's mm-hmm. never disappoints actor in a leading role anthony hoppins gary oldman mank steven yeon of Minari, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. I feel like this is the posthumous, the posthumous award goes to Chadwick yes. Boseman. He's deserving. Let's just be clear about that. He was great in the movie. He's, for he's sure. great. He's great in the movie. He should be nominated. I don't think, I don't think it's a conversation. Yeah, he's going to win. You know, there's no question. Uh, does he, you know, if all things considered, would he still win if, you know, if it wasn't for his untimely passing? Uh, I actually think there'd be more uh, consideration for Riz. Yeah, Riz or maybe some people from uh, One Night in Miami or something. I'm not sure. I think these are all solid. So it's tough. And he he did, he was like next to Viola. He's great he in the movie. Standout, yeah. He's great in the movie, yeah. Um. I, I, I just think in another year, like the conversation might have been like Riz, but it's going to be Chadwick Boseman. Erica? I will make a confession. I did not see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, okay. Check it out sometime. It is enjoyable. It's really good. But Chadwick Boseman is incredible to me. The amount of films that he has made in his ill years is incredible to me he was sick he knew he was sick he was going through treatment and continued to work that in itself the way that we celebrate people just the people that we know in our lives our everyday lives when they're ill that in itself deserve deserves celebration and recognition now i'm not saying that the rest of the people in this category of acting don't deserve celebration they do but for someone in his career whose life has ended because of his illness that deserves celebration working through his cancer i agree with that and you would have never known it with him i mean he was you would have never known it star you know like he spent his final year on this earth working and making a legacy of not just work, easy work, but hard work, good work. And so if anyone is getting an posthumous recognition, it is this man. And every single other person in this category will celebrate that and gladly. I, I completely agree. And he's deserving. This is a wonderful performance, a, a really good movie. Highly recommend it. Uh, also, it should be like he did a ton of philanthropy stuff. Not that that has anything to do with the Academy Awards, but it's like. It, Great guy. It, it, it is a it's a it's a loss. It, it is a huge it, it, when they say gone too soon. This is someone I think that definitely fits under that banner. Best motion picture of the year. So many great options here. Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, 
Promising Young Woman, The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Before we start, I am going to make a quick shout out to this. There's some big snubs here. One Night in Miami and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom should have been nominated. They have ten. They have the 10. I don't think they've actually ever nominated the 10 so far. They've gone up to nine. I, I don't think this was a great year, great year in film. I think a lot of these films will probably be forgotten. That's not to say that they're bad. I think there's some years that are stronger than others. I don't think this is a particularly strong year. It's an interesting year. So, but like, I would have liked to have seen those two films get recognized as well. I think you, in these nominees, you see a lot of uh, progress recognizing diversity. Sure. Yeah. Um, which makes me really happy. You see some lower budget independent new voices. Um, you see, you know, Ryan Coogler here producing a film, kind of um, bringing some new voices. I don't know. I'm really, I'm very happy with the, with this crop of nominees personally, even if these weren't all my like top eight films of the year, I'm happy with the crop more than I am often with the Oscars best picture nominees. Borat's not in here. So I guess that's okay. You know what it is, John? I, I, I think it's like, uh, you know, there's a, to borrow a baseball term, there's no film to me that is necessarily the home run but i don't see like a green book in here like i think no, these are all i don't either pretty pretty high high quality efforts I, I i agree with that i mean like they're all really good movies that these are all films that i feel like i'm good i'm good recommending any of these movies erica what, what do you love on on this list i just love promising young woman i think that's it I think that's it for me. I think that the writer, um, Emerald Fennel, is just, it's such an incredible script. It's such a response to, I, I mean, I hate to say that it's men versus women, but let's just face it, the culture where there's no consequences for, where there's sexual assault that takes place, where there's lifelong consequences for women. And brief consequences for men who go on and have untouchable lives. That's what that movie is about. And you know it from the get-go. Is this your favorite film of the year, whether it was nominated or not, would you say? Yes. Like your top? Yes. Promising Young Woman is the smartest, most important cultural film to me. My favorite film of the year is Promising Young Woman. But I, do, I, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say that it's the smartest film. Like this is actually. They're all kind of issues films yeah. though, right? Like if yeah. you look at each one of these films, they are like all like social commentary, like strong social commentary from maybe not Mank. It makes hitting on some different things from an artist level. Yeah. It's kind of like they, they have something for everybody, whether you're into like social justice or racial issues whether you're into like old school hollywood whether you're into like the you know immigrant or refugee refugee experience you know the deaf community like it's kind of like we're you know well i think uh, judas and the black messiah is fascinating because it's a little bit a commentary not just about you know the civil rights but like also about what it takes to get ahead in America. And oh, it is yeah. a, it is a dark message. Mm -hmm. It is a dark, like the Lakeith Stanfield character. It is, that one is loaded. And I, I'm, I'm a little surprised there hasn't been more discussion about that character. I think people have criticized it, but they're not necessarily, there hasn't been necessarily an exploration of like what that film is saying. Well, he got nominated, which may yeah. be commenting to that. He was kind of a surprise nomination. Yeah. So I mean, he's, he's the villain. Oh, yeah, for he sure. is the, but he's you know, but he's con he's conflicted. You know, it's it's a it's a complex role. The winner is going to be Nomadland. Yeah, the winner is going to be Nomadland. <laughs> <laughs> With all of that said, the winner is going to be Nomadland. But really, like promising young woman was nominated for a lot. Sound of Metal got a lot of love. Minari, like all all of these films that are nominated, got a lot of love. Right, so yeah. I, I man, sound sound of metal too. It's just like I go back to it, and it's just you know, it's not just about the deaf community. It's 
it has so much more to say. And I, I hope people found that film. John, I got a question for you. And looking at this now, Eric and I talked about this a little bit. Again, this bit of the politics. Do you find it interesting? Not the one not associated with David, David Fincher, but that Ma Rainey's in One Night in Miami, Netflix and Amazon. And we know that behind the scenes that there is a little, still a little bit of uh, resistance to the idea of the streaming services being uh, sort of accepted into the fold. It feels but like you've it, got you have two Netflix titles out of the eight. You have two eight. no one Amazon, one Amazon, one HBO, one Hulu. But I they're mean, not they're not necessarily. Remember, Trial of, Trial of the Seven was supposed to go. It is Paramount. Right, they sold it. They You're sold right. it. You're right. Uh, the only one of these that is actually really the only streaming one is Make. Sound if, of Metal, I think, was bought by Amazon. Is, oh, yeah, Sound of Metal is Amazon. Was it? I, I would have to check the history. I, I still feel like there's some odd old school resistance to accepting the streamings. The only reason people know about probably some of these titles is thanks to the streamers. Yeah. Otherwise, the the Oscars probably would have been a big disaster. Yeah, the streaming services are them. the... They won the awards this year. Final thoughts? Any other final thoughts? It's going to be exciting. We don't have a official announcement to make. The Film Society is planning a little Oscar uh, shindig. Because not everybody has a vaccine and not everybody is willing to get together and not every place can have full capacity. We are thinking of having a hybrid in-person, virtual, Oscar. We're thinking of something that you could participate in virtually. Yes, (laughs) that you could participate in virtually and we could host, maybe, possibly, guide you through some cocktail making uh, with some special drinks that you could pick up, some special food you could pick up, some special drinks with some special partners. So keep your eyes and ears open. We will be making some announcements. But um, yeah, you don't have to watch the Oscars alone. We might be there for you. So keep your eyes and ears open. Until next time. Thanks. Thank you. We'll see You're welcome. You soon. <laughs> <laughs>